Welcome to Three Cups Collective, the podcast where we talk about all things coffee, community, and creativity. In this episode, we speak with Pastor Daniel Diaz de Leon. We try a bunch of instant coffees and rank our favorites. We also talk about how communities can grieve together and support each other during hard times. Drop us a comment over on Facebook and let us know how you're doing. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to tag us on any projects that you are working on. First of all, <laughs> it is good to see everyone in the room. Finally. Yeah, it's nice. It's We're been a long time. Room. We haven't we haven't had an official like recording since March? Or, or no, is no, we did one in May. We did one in May. Memorial Day. Okay. All right, so yeah, so the last one we recorded, you were in Portland. Yeah, no. Medford. Medford. I was in Oregon. So we've all the made great it Pacific back. Pacific Northwest. Unscathed. <laughs> Mountainous country. Unscathed so far. Yeah. Yeah. So it's far. beautiful. It's oh, there. it's, yeah. It's the coastline, nice. the trees. You just drive down the street and you can see What's mountains. The peaks, <clears throat> the snowy peaks of the mountains. And it's May. It was awesome. And as you can hear, we have a fourth voice. I have, we have, well, my father-in-law, your dad. Dad. Our dad. Dad. Our your dad's? dad. No, dad. Our dad. <laughs> Ours dad. Ours dad. <laughs> Super cool guy, Daniel Diaz de Leon. So glad you're here. We're going to talk about some community stuff. You've been a pastor. You've been involved in communities big and small and uh, all kinds of settings and people. And you're now working as a hospice chaplain. And so we wanted to talk about some community grief and dealing with things. Obviously, it's 2020, so everybody's got grief. And we're just going to talk about it and get through it and you know it's not it's not like somebody. our favorite thing yeah, right but yeah. it's something that's really it's real helpful. it's it's real we all deal with it in a different way Dave's um, already crying so we'll just <laughs> <laughs> not funny I can not hear funny. him fidgeting yeah, I know he's like let's drink coffee first <laughs> let's calm down let's, let's, let's coffee drink this. some coffee let's coffee this up <laughs> let's coffee this so what do we got today guys what are we doing oh man what don't we have so today we are trying out instant coffee dad have you always drank instant coffee or has you come around back around to um, it no I've not always drank instant coffee I remember mom mom dad uh, drinking instant coffee in oh, fact okay. My mother-in-law also drank a lot of instant coffee, and I don't know if it's just Folgers. the right Folgers. Of course. My, I don't know if it's just a rite of passage as we get older that we just don't want to brew fresh thought, coffee or anything. <laughs> I thought mom's so, mom she drank that abuelita stuff, right? Well, that it's was like instant. a chocolate, though. Yeah, yeah that's that's a chocolate, it mm. but it was coffee. Yeah, it's like a mocha. Yeah, yeah. like a like a mocha. So we do have. Well, they drink sanka. I remember drinking Sanka. Yeah. Sanka. <clears throat> Mom would drink Sanka once in a while. So we do have the OG Folgers Classic Roast Instant Coffee. Yeah, let's talk about all the ones we have, yeah. right? So we got we Folgers. We got Folgers. Then we moved. We, um, we got Bushy yeah. and, went, and we leveled up a bit. Folgers Noir. Okay, that's good. That's good stuff. Golden yeah. Dust. It's nice and strong. You it's have strong. Folgers if you noir. like strong yes. coffee, that uh, Noir is good. Yeah. Noir. If you like strong coffee. Noir. Okay, and I just then like saying that. Noir. We've got the Nescafe Classico. It's just you know, it's not pretending to be anything. It's Nescafe. And then we've got Cafe Bustello, which is an espresso instant coffee. I feel like that's an acquired taste. I don't really like that. Really? That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Cafe Bustello. It's it's a real smooth, no bitter aftertaste in your mouth. Just a smooth. My go-to morning coffee. Oh, okay. Very this good. one says, enjoy the rich, full-bodied flavor that will stand up to both milk and sugar like no other. 
So, yeah. I mean, it's got some claims to make. I hear, I hear Bustello is just like Folgers in a different package. Like it's made by the same people. Oh, like the same company, parent yeah. company or something? Yeah. And then it this is a new on one that you've been trying. Maybe it is. I don't know. So then oh, this one is one. Tejas Cafe. And this is the Cafe de Oya. And it comes in chocolate and hazelnut and huh? original, which Cafe. is sort of like cinnamony. Oya? Isn't that like, like coffee in a pot? Mm-hmm. Like pot coffee? But it's not. So Cafe de Oya is like a traditional Mexican flavor. It's got a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of chocolate in it. And this is the, everything's in um, Spanish and in English on these, on these ones. Bustelo is not Folgers. Different company. Rowland Coffee Roasters out of Miami, Florida. And it's also a product of Mexico. And the Folgers is out of Ohio. Okay. From the Folger Coffee Company in Orville. I realized Cafe Bustelo was from Mexico. So is this Tejas Cafe brand is also a product think, of Mexico. Do you think that they they uh, they have the bilingual like information because maybe a lot of people in Mexico drink um, instant or a lot of people in Latin America I should say drink instant coffee. I don't know. It's made in San Antonio. Oh, okay. Is that what that says? Mm-hmm. It says inspired by the traditional Mexican way of preparing coffee. So, I mean... You haven't talked about these Vietnamese ones. No, it says... Right, so yeah, I'm having a lot It says distributed. Got, we got more. Distributed by San Antonio. Oh, but okay. down here it says product of Mexico. There you go. Oh, okay. So it's just yeah, distributed. Now, this one is hazelnut from the same Tejas Cafe. You know, you, you haven't had that, that one yet. That smells really good. You could smell the chocolate. The chocolate hazelnut. one is very really chocolatey. That smells yeah, pretty the chocolate, good. The chocolate smells very chocolatey. And the Cafe de Oya. Oh, Hey, that doesn't smell so bad. That smells pretty good. That so, hazelnut. So part part of the reason we're having the, we're doing the instant coffees. Number one, you know, my father in law loves instant coffee. He's been drinking it for a while. But we also got a request on our uh, website on our blog that people wanted us to review instant coffees because apparently this is this is a thing like everywhere else. Yeah. Like people that are on the go. A lot of people in like Southeast Asia. It, yes, it's so a very common too. place. So we have the G7 uh, three in one, and our friend from Vietnam. Whenever she'd come back home, she brings us tons of these <laughs> boxes of these packets. But I think you can get them now here and, and anywhere. Supposedly the number one coffee in in that part of the world, in well, Southeast Asia. It's also halal. It's three in one because it has the the sweetener oh, it and it has the creamer and the coffee. Oh yeah, so it has everything. You don't need anything but anything. Water. Just water. Just hot water. Three in one. And then, of course, we have the Starbucks Via, the instant coffee, which I have never really liked. And that we're trying the Columbia. So all these coffees were 99 cents a box. 99 ex- cents? Except for, <laughs> except for the Starbucks. That was $4.99. Oh, wow. okay. Whoa. And, Big difference. And this one here that Esther's holding, what's the name of that brand? So this one is Alpine Start Instant Coffee that actually tastes good. So so I got that. that. It yeah, made some too. it made some claims. So I figured, hey, let's get it. That was the most expensive one. That was nine dollars. Dairy free, soy free. And this one says enjoy hot or enjoy cold. So oh. Samantha, I know you were talking about cold coffee. This might be an option for you. Yeah, because that one you can use straight milk. And you can oh. just pour it in there. Oh nice. Yeah. Hot or cold, it says. Oh. Okay, so Dave, can you explain, as we make ourselves some cups, can you explain the science of instant coffee? How does this work? I would love to, <laughs> but, but I, have no, I, I have no clue. <laughs> what? You I just, we hey, I just remember as a kid, like them talking about like, 
like instant crystals and crystals yeah, and coffee like crystals. Yeah, they freeze dry it. So they're brewing the coffee and then they're putting it through a process that forms. So it's the like crystals. brewed coffee already. Right, so. and then yeah. you're just like hydrating, hydrating it with hot water. It actually, says that it says we brewed all the perfect richness of your favorite coffee into an instant. Yeah, that's the way it's gonna. I have no idea how this works. Right. It's like magic. I think. Well, I think. I, I think. I want to. I want to try the big dog somehow. <laughs> the coffee fairies wand over the magic coffee beans. You know. I thought you were gonna say fairies left you little coffee treats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so leftovers from uh, their morning, Joe. I thought you were gonna give us some science. I don't know. Which one are we trying? I'm, I want to try the hazelnut, but I also want to try the alpine. Star. I want to try the alpine. So we, it's making big claims. Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think I want to try the alpine. I'm, I'm gonna put whatever I want. My winner is gonna go in. The oh, cup. that's true. The winner can go in the big cup. Okay. The, the finalist. Winner, Oops, winner, sorry about that. Dinner. So this is for I, I guess a whole eight ounce cup, huh? Okay, because I do want to try these. Okay. Right. Hand me one of those disposables. We have cups and mugs everywhere. If Do you, you drink your um, instant coffee black? So the, the Vietnamese already has milk and stuff in it. Oh, yeah. Milk and sugar. It's just a get up and go kind of thing. Hey, so you, you guys, um, tell us. Leave us a comment on our Facebook page, on um, all of our social media. If you are an instant coffee drinker, let us know. Let us know what's your favorite, what you like. So Esther and Dad are drinking the same one. Uh, so am I. I'm doing Alpine. You're doing Alpine. Oh, you guys are all doing Alpine. I'm doing Sorry. the Vietnamese one. It was the most expensive one. I feel like we have to taste it. We will. We'll get around to it. Maybe we should mail some of these out to hey. our listeners. Hey, so I'll tell you guys that I did um, just some just some quick Google searches before we started, mm-hmm. and um, on many people's list as a number one was the Via Instant Colombia. Oh. Um, a lot of people describe that as a very smoky coffee, um, but smoky. but one that was kind of on the up and comer <laughs> list was Alpine as something that you know people really liked. So I'm not sure what you guys think about Alpine so far. I didn't really care for it. Well, I didn't like the you G7. know it's not as strong as most instant coffees. Most it feels inst- like you could just drink it in the morning. Most instant coffees not- I drink, they they taste um, and I don't want to sound gross, but they taste like meaty, like they're like smoky. <laughs> it's like I'm drinking, like it's like savory? I'm drinking like a brisket. This one's the chocolate. <clears throat> drinking a brisket. It tastes meaty to me. So what? Are, how much coffee are you supposed to put in your cup here? I don't know, a spoonish. I would say smoky. Smoky. The Alpine to me smells smoky. Mm. See, this Alpine is less smoky to me than from like V. I think V is a very smoky. I think coffee. I could drink this Alpine. That's Usually the other ones are like too water. strong. Yeah. Like I think this <laughs> Alpine this. would be perfect like on like uh, no, like yeah. an outdoor That's trip. Right. Okay. Like if you are uh, if you're hiking, if you're camping and you want just coffee and you're going to warm up some I actually like this. You're going to warm up some water on a jet boil or if you have a little pot. This would be This would be awesome. Yeah. This tastes really good. I do good. like this one. It's closer to a brewed cup of coffee than I've tasted. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Than I've it's tasted like before. a regular cup of coffee. Yeah. The alpine you're talking about? Okay. Here Dave, put a little bit again. <clears throat> Dave, are you trying Alpine? Maybe about half. No, I'm trying the Café de Oya. De Oya. 
The cafe de oya is the flavor. I'm trying the hazelnut. Oh, okay. It's Tejas Original. Coffee Cafe. Did you try the hazelnut? Yes, I'm trying the hazelnut too. Just a half a cup. It's a big cup. <sighs> That's know, good. Right? I'm going to keep the Alpine in my in my um, show mug. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to end up I with like noir. This hazelnut. In the, my and I want to try some of that hazelnut. Yeah, I like that. Can, can you uh, give me a couple scoops of hazelnut in there? It's not too sweet, you don't think? Or too flavorful? Some of those are like Is it two sweet. is it two scoops per eight ounce? Is that right? No, it's just one. Oh. <laughs> well, just give me one spoon. then. Just give me one. I like it. So this uh um, So you did one scoop of hazelnut for your coffee? Yes, for the hazelnut. I guess that's the other thing about Let me see the freeze-dried coffee and instant coffee is that if you want it stronger, for those of you that like it stronger, just add more to it. That's and true. those that don't like it that strong, well, then you can, you can measure <laughs> however you want to use it. <laughs> what was that, Dave? <laughs> Is that the oil? Yeah. yeah. It uh, tastes dusty. The <laughs> chocolate or the hazelnut? <laughs> the cafe de oil. The coffee in the pot. That's, no, not that one. You got oh, that? the regular cinnamon one? Yeah, because it's cinnamon. cinnamon. A little bit of cocoa or something. See, I'm not big on the cinnamon. It irritates my throat. <laughs> this is irritating my tongue. <clears throat> That's not enjoyable. No? This is hazelnut. No. This is like... Um, you can smell the hazelnut. Like it's... it's. Uh, I like the hazelnut. Really? It's, it has that sweetness to it. I, I like the alpine. Okay. If no one told you what this was you and you like started drinking it and thinking it was coffee... You know what? That hazelnut... You'd be very concerned. Yeah. That hazelnut tastes like too, too artificial? nutty. Too it's, nutty or buttery. Kinda, it tastes like popcorn butter. Well, yeah, that's that's that's. I think that's what it goes for. I think that's the hazelnut flavor. It's that buttery, nutty flavor. I see yeah. the buttery. Yeah, but I still think it's. I don't want butter. The, in my the hazelnut is kind of okay. like that. Well, though. some people do that. Um, that bullet coffee, right? That's just buttery. Dave, your did coffee. you like the three in one? I did not. Oh, it tasted um, the milkness uh-huh. and the uh, creaminess tasted good, but the coffee was very weak. So it tastes like um like almost like a melted frappuccino. But you're a strong oh, okay. coffee drinker. You like strong coffee, so instead of yeah. All right, what are you guys drinking next? What do we got? I got G7. I, I do too. I've got G7. Half cup. Just do me. That good? That's good. Okay, where'd our stir sticky go? Uh, the spoon? Yeah, the little one. It's it's over here. The stir stick. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the via and I did the whole packet. So I'm gonna do a full cup of this. That's got a. Ooh, that's got a kick, scent. right? What's that one, Dan? It's a G7. Ooh. Is it expired? You know, Asian. we've had these packets for a little while. <laughs> I don't like the G7. It's not good. It does smell very. Whew. Does it smell rancid? Got a kick, man. So, you, so you did via? Yeah, this is the via. I'm gonna put a little more water. Do you, in do, do you get smoky from via? Do you smell I that? I haven't tasted it. Oh, hey, it's not that bad though. <laughs> you know, because when I smelled it, I thought, wow, that's gonna taste burnt, but it doesn't. What I like to do with the via coffees is put them the powdered sure coffee in the brownies smell. mix, and you get like nice coffee yes. flavored brownies. Yeah. Oh yeah, now and, instant coffee and brownies is the way to go. That's and now <laughs> I did not like that. You know, like G7. the V7. Oh, the V7. Uh, wow. G7. The G7 is not good. That's not good. <laughs> but the Cafe de Oya is much worse. Really? No, no way. Oh, oh yeah. I, I kind of like that. I like I've had Cafe that one before. I've had it. 
That's not good. Yeah, I've also had that one before. Hey, and then and then of course, right? The new the new trend with instant coffees is doing the. I can't do that. <laughs> That's nasty. I is, can't keep drinking that. We need a spit bucket. Right. Is, <laughs> yeah. Like wine, you just swish it around. Swish it around. Right. right. So oh. a, lo- a lot of people are using the the instant coffees now to do that that creamy dessert. What's it called, Esther? Yeah. Wait, creamy dessert? Yeah, the oh, dessert stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the Dalgona coffee. Dalgona coffee. That's right. Okay, so the Dalgona coffee is a Korean drink from what I saw. Right. And uh, you get your instant coffee and you just put your water in it like you normally would. And then you whip it with like an electric uh, mixer or beaters or whatever and for like 10 minutes. And it gets like uh, whipped cream consistency. And then you can put that cream creamy coffee whatever and you can add sugar to it too so you can make it as sweet as you want and then you put that over milk and ice and it's really good and it has like a really different kind of you know it's kind of fun yeah but we also put the just the cream i saw a lady do this on youtube and she put just the cream on top of brownies like as a frosting yeah that was my favorite yes so yeah so yeah, i you got like that espresso frosting and it holds its shape too did you try it when when we were doing no. it? No. Oh my gosh. So you know how when you hear a recording of someone and they sound kind of far away, the Via Columbia, it's like the coffee's far away. You know? Really? What? It just it's like it's distilled it down. It means like it doesn't taste like the coffee's in your cup. It tastes like you were drinking something that I just did a half bumped some coffee in the hallway. How did we miss that? The via, it's got like a, a bitterness that's like that's very bitter. the worst part of via? coffee. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely bitter and it's uh, <laughs> strong. My face. <laughs> and it smells like burnt wood to me. Right. It kind of has that smokiness to it that I when I taste it, I'm just like, huh, that's not how I want my coffee to taste. <laughs> and it roasted the, the beans over an open fire. I think I know I'm going to like the noir. <laughs> hey, Can but I, get this. So okay. have you guys ever, uh, when, when you go to Pearland Coffee once a year, they'll do... Um, okay. Oh, the campfire. They'll do the campfire. They're doing it now. Have you guys ever had the campfire Seasonal latte at, at Pearland Coffee Roasters? It has that Kelsey did. smokiness to it, but it's... Enjoyable. Last time I went there, I got the Cafe Miel. Yeah, that's really good. That's latte. Good. Oh yeah. my god, it's like Christmas in a cup. It's like Christmas okay. and Hanukkah. Together. I keep going back to the Alpine to cleanse my palate from the Alpine is my favorite, guys. So far, yeah. You know, is it is it worth the eight forty nine compared to everything else? How many else? packets so do you far, get? I like the hazelnut so far. You get eight packets, so eight it's packets. like a dollar a packet a water. or more. It's a little over eight oh, dollars. We're out of water. <laughs> Your tasting is over. <laughs> it's it's a little over a dollar. Yeah, a little over a dollar packet. Do you want me to make more water? Yeah, because we haven't. Yeah, we have. We I haven't, haven't even tried the, some of those other ones. We all tried, tried them. them all. We all tried them all. I'll bring a. Uh, That's from the office. So any office fans listening, <laughs> they get an espresso machine in the office, and it has like twelve different flavors. And so they all say, we all try them all. And then the whole office gets hopped up on caffeine and starts ripping up the floors and moving the printer around and getting irritated at each other. Pass me one of those uh, noirs. Okay. That's going to be the last one I'm going to taste because the other ones I'm pretty familiar with. Oh, the noir is perfect. I need to say that because it's a stronger. It's not just stronger. Mm-hmm. The, the Columbia. It says intense dark. 
This Columbia is stronger medium than Medium dark roast with medium body and robust finish. Golden Dusk Folgers Noir. The Columbia Via Instant is stronger than but the you, Noir. You are sure. big, um, like, a, it, I mean, it's describing it as medium dark. I think that's your favorite, yeah. like, go-to. You need a mixed cocktail of all your discarded cocktails. I'll try them all. <laughs> yeah. I'll try out of the bucket. <laughs> Bucket, You're gonna try them all together. In there. But mine's got cream and sugar. And this is some. This uh, is some hazelnut. This this, these are discarded. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. You can discard That's all of This is disgusting. This is discarded. Yeah. Yeah. The hazelnut I liked. Oh man. And this one too. I Fresh did not cups. like that popcorn coffee. Dave, you really gonna take a drink of that? Sure. Pour me a glass. Wait till, <laughs> wait till we're done. We still okay. got some more to try. I haven't tried the Alpine yet. Oh. The noir is like, I don't know, it's strong, but it's sweet, too. Does that make sense? Like, the the <clears throat> Columbia Via tastes like it's got dirt or something in it. Yes. I, okay, enjoyable. that's the flavor <laughs> I dirt. was looking for. Yeah, I did not enjoy that one. I never have liked those Vias. I've tried some different ones, you know. I yeah. mean, they make brownies taste amazing. Yeah. Not really. Even the like flavored ones like peppermint mocha or, you know, something that's yeah. supposed to already have like, you know, mask that dirt taste. But the Alpine maybe. Select smells good. Just the powder. This that Alpine is my favorite one. Have you tried the Noir? No, not yet. I'm waiting for the next brew. Yeah, Noir is my next my next and last one. And then I'm going to stay you, with Have you Alpine. tried the Teosco? Yeah, I've had that before. Guys, yeah. if you listen to this podcast and you want to try one of these, just send us your email, not your email address, your actual <laughs> mailing address. We'll mail you And I will packets. mail you some of these packets because we have a lot of them. <laughs> we have a lot. So and if you would like a, a, a drink from the bucket, <laughs> just let drink? us know. We'll stash it in the fridge for you. <laughs> I wonder what it tastes like frozen. Hey, what was that one that said enjoy it cold? I might try Alpine. that one cold. Alpine. So can Alpine. you not drink any of them cold? I mean, can't you? I mean, just... you could probably put them all like in regular water if you wanted like a. Well, like the a... um the Tejas coffee like took a minute to dissolve in the hot water. Has anybody tried the Nescafe? I, I can't imagine this. No. No. Okay. Here we go. I can't imagine this dissolving in cold water. Because we haven't tried these yet. Classico. We're gonna need more cups. And I need noir, and I haven't tried it the Folgers. Here, give me one yeah, more cup. Or the Bustello. <clears throat> I've had Bustello. I'm not a fan. You didn't like okay. No. Well, you know what? I have had Bustello before, like in my life. <laughs> I mean, I've had that, I've had that one before. I feel like it's just too um I don't know, bitter. There's like a... I don't I don't like the way it tastes. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's very strong. I like. I don't know. I kind of like it. I thought it was really soft. I mean, not soft. Smooth. smooth. Mm -hmm. Suave. Very smooth. Do you normally drink black coffee? No, I don't drink black coffee. Cream and sugar. Yeah. I've tried. But I can't see. I've tried to do that, but it just doesn't seem to work. I love black coffee. I always have to have sugar and cream in it. Yeah, I can't do it. I finished my cup of noir. That was really good. Really? I think I'm gonna. Do you know, I'm sure. all about this Al Alpine. This is this is good. 
Yeah, I'm. I uh, I think it lived up to its claim. Instant coffee that actually I, tastes good. I automatic. I haven't even tasted the Alpine. I automatically don't like it because of the price. Because I know I'm never gonna buy that. I'm well, never gonna spend. For, you pricey, for right? Christmas. I'm never gonna spend nine dollars <laughs> on instant coffee. Oh no! See, that's the thing. When do you need instant coffee? Never. I never need instant coffee. So, I would rather get that, up an hour early to brew myself some coffee. Oh my god! I'd rather sleep that hour <laughs> yeah, and get yeah. the instant. I'm just saying, if I'm going, if I'm going camping or I'm staying somewhere, and I need yeah. a quick, good well, cup if you of like coffee. Go to a hotel or somewhere where you're like, mm, you never. I don't know like what hotel coffee. Get. Yeah. See, I would have been on that. I would have been on that team, except for my brother-in-law. My sister got me this AeroPress. So now I can brew coffee Those anywhere. Are some good people. Anywhere I have hot water, I can brew premium, delicious coffee. But you gotta pack your AeroPress. That's nothing. It comes oh, in it a is. little it's very bag. Small. It's self-contained yeah, almost. It could go over any cup, right? It's the ultimate solution. Well, that's now true. You need we a, ruined you. <laughs> you need a jet boil to go with that if you're going to go camping. I'm going to go camping there. So why do you drink instant coffee? Most of the convenience, I think. It's fast. Just have to boil the water, which we have one of those boiling pots. Yeah, but nowadays too, I mean, fast. a lot of these are, a lot of these look like they're like cold water options. So you can just open up a water bottle, pour it in there, and off you go. Do you drink cold coffee? Alive? No. Although I, <laughs> I say no, but I actually had one of those Starbucks cold ones. Oh yeah. The other day, this week. Okay, I do <laughs> the like mocha one. the pumpkin cold brew. Mm-hmm. The Starbucks pumpkin good. cold brew. <laughs> yeah. That's the one like seasonal. I don't like the pumpkin spice latte, but I do like the pumpkin cold brew. It has the little foam, pumpkin yeah, foam. Yeah, the pumpkin foam is really, really good. Yeah, pumpkin foam. Mm. It's legit. It's nice and light. Mm-hmm. And they pour a lot of coffee in there compared to how much dairy product they put in there. All right, I think that one's noir. <laughs> uh oh. We should have marked it. Yeah. yeah. And this one is Classico. All right. Next. Okay. I got that nice foamy top on it. You see that? Oh, tear here. I knew there had to be an easy tear. Noir. This Alpine smells really good. Is that that noir? Can you smell that? Is that what that... I don't know. I think it is. I think so. I've got Folgers and I've got Noir. Regular Folgers? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Haven't tried that one yet. Wow. The Alpine Select is the only one that smells like fresh roasted beans. Like. Yeah. I'm getting like all the like smells that I smell when I'm brewing coffee at home. Yeah. Whoa. That's what I said. Now that's an endorsement right there. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but you could be. <laughs> we are so tagging you. Okay, this tastes really good. The Alpine? Yeah. I'm upset. <laughs> You're upset. <laughs> He's grudgingly happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but think about it. Eight packets, right? It's a little over a dollar a packet. Yeah. Like you can't even you can't even to go to a coffee shop a, yeah. and get a dollar <laughs> cup of coffee. I mean, you could probably go to a gas station. You could probably, I mean, you could go to Bucky's. Not a sponsor. People like Bucky's coffee. Yeah. So I like the, I don't know, it's not like a fruitiness or like a nuttiness. It's like the flower 
flowery flavor of yeah. like normal brewed coffee. Yes. The Alpine Select Instant gets you get those flavors. They're like really subtle. Okay, I forgot which one was which because this one looks like noir because it looks dark, but I thought it was this one. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Nescafe nasty. <laughs> Nescafe nasty? Nescafe. <laughs> nasty cafe. <laughs> okay. Alpine. Okay. Noir. Really? Right, sure. right underneath For it. For sure. The noir is very noir good. Noir is good. Y'all, I don't know which one that is. Here, this one's noir. You want to taste this? This is no, noir. No, I just I mixed up my own cups. <laughs> noir is good. That's not bad, whatever that one was. Oh, these things are hot. <clears throat> Folgers Noir. You're wow. my ba- you're my backup. And that was only a dollar? That was only a dollar. For for six, per. six of them. Yeah, wow. it's a medium dark. See, a dollar for six—that's that's a winner, right? <laughs> there. That's a winner. I can buy nine yeah, of those boxes before one box of Alpine. This is a dollar. For okay, seven. but, but you're, if you're going no, for economy, think about that. Okay. nine of those. If you're boxes, going for cheap coffee that tastes good, six, then yes. Fifty-four. If you're going 54 for fifty-four packages of coffee before I get how okay. many in that? Time out. Time out. <clears throat> before you go down that road. Right, I am talking to the guy who buys green beans, brings them home, does his own roasting, subscribes to coffee, a coffee club. That's true. That's true. That's okay, so I mean, if, if you're going for money, if it's yeah. better of money, if you're trying to like budget, budget friendly, tastes good. Yes. Here's my problem: is it's the for the cost of the Alpine Select, it's not that much better flavor of coffee. Oh, I think it's I think it's water. better. I think it's better. Oh, really? Okay. I think it's hands down better. Those are fighting words, I think. Like it gives you something that the other instant coffees doesn't get you, but like it still doesn't compare to normally brewed coffee. So like, if that's, if, I don't know. To me, it's it's to be Al- the king of the losers here. It's still not worth nine dollars a box. I think Alpine compares very much to brewed coffee. Let me see that Folgers box. Let me see where does this. I one think come Noir from? just comes into that because it surprised me. The Noir says it's from product of Brazil. And this just says Ohio. Really? So I, w- I, wonder, I wonder what that actual product is in Brazil. So the Alpine is Colombian Arabica. Arabica? Arabica, yeah. And it's, you know, distributed in from Colorado, but it's from, yeah. It's 100% high altitude Colombian Arabica coffee. High altitude, that's where it's at, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then Folgers Noir is a product of Brazil, and the regular Folgers says Ohio. It doesn't say it's a product of anywhere. Alpine, I didn't know you until today, but I love you. (laughs) (laughs) He just gives his heart away. (laughs) It's just like, why is Noir so much cheaper? Mm. Why? It's Folgers. <clears throat> okay, but if they're nailing it, like what? Uh, I'm just surprised that you're going the economy route. You're not I the know, really? you're not the economy guy here. Not when it comes true. to coffee. Yeah. Spare no I'm expense. just I'm just surprised. I think I think you just want one jab. I want Alpine to lose. Yeah, no. he just wants to jab at Alpine. I hate it. He, just say he that you want love to it. love you. I hate that they had me considering buying nine dollars a box for this instant coffee. But only I'm offended. 
And how many were in there? Uh, eight. Oh, that's not enough. Eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 54 versus eight. Come on, first. 54. How many do we have left? We have four packets of the Alpine left. So the first four people to send us their address, I'm going to send, I'm going to mail you one. So you can taste it. And it's free, so it's worth it. Free, yes. I will pay postage. (laughs) Keep USPS alive at the same time. (laughs) It's delivering you good coffee. (laughs) These two are both Folgers. I don't know which is which, but they're not bad. I'm surprised to say. I think think Noir is a great option. It surprised me, um, but it also didn't have any claims of, hey, this is the best cup of instant coffee you'll ever drink. Um, um, let's see. With Folgers Noir, discover the delightful taste of medium dark roast instant coffee. Carefully selected coffee beans are roasted to create a coffee that is delicious and robust. Explore the complex, satisfying flavors that make Folgers Noir <laughs> sure to please the senses. There you go. <laughs> Not an ad. Not an ad. <laughs> Not a sponsor. So there you go. I mean, those are some claims. Yeah. Satisfying. Pleasing the senses. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Alpine definitely made some claims first. I like it. It's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Alpine's the only one you can taste the bean. You feel like you're tasting the coffee bean. A coffee. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm drinking instant coffee. I'm not even going to try the Snaz Cafe. No, don't. Don't. Because it's right here and it's not great. Um... Dave, are you gonna are you gonna do a swig of the um, the doom you, bucket? What should we call it? Doom the, bucket. The bucket of death. Oh my gosh, that looks hideous. Hey, I need to get a picture of you. The drinking death that. bucket. This looks disgusting. The it smell smells like. okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> it smells if good. You can imagine like what the floor of a Starbucks smells like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this smells like. like after a hard day of brewing coffee, there. Yeah, just all the. <laughs> it smells really sweet, actually. I think because you had sugar. Oh and yeah, creamers. I did too. I yeah. did too. Wow, that's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> the floor of a Starbucks is pretty good. Not too, not the hazelnut. Better than you thought. The hazelnut, hazelnut is still through. very strong. It's coming through. Really? Very hazelnut. It's like oh, a. That's hilarious. It tastes like a cinnamon dolce latte. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cinnamon is from the from the, this other one. Yeah, so I'm getting that's cinnamon. Hilarious. I'm getting cinnamon, hazelnut, and cream and sugar. No, well, but hazelnut's one of those flavors that, like, no. do it. Dad, just do it. If you, if you, oh brew, my god, if you, if you brew hazelnut coffee, I can smell the hazelnut. Yeah, it tastes, it tastes like a good coffee drink. It's a little strong. <laughs> it's a little strong. Oh man, now I, I don't want to feel like a weenie. Now I gotta do it. Well, pour yourself, pour yourself a cup, buddy. <laughs> That's a little strong. Oh man, I see floaties. <laughs> <laughs> Do not peer. You're not supposed to stare into the cup. No. You don't stare down death when it's coming. <laughs> mm. You coward. That kind of does taste good. <laughs> no, it's sad. <laughs> mm. Okay, so we're going to talk about some community stuff. And um, first, we're gonna cry is out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to hold it in and suck those tears back out um no so let's just start i'm just gonna start with some um basic questions about your life as a minister a lot of people think that ministers uh you know just sort of live in a in another world and another level that they don't deal with real life things um you know, they think that ministers don't live on uh, the same world or they're not bothered by the same things. They don't experience the same losses or trials or temptations or, you know, it's like uh, just kind of ridiculous. But um, but being part of you choose to be part of the community and get yourself in and you see people at their best. You get to be part of births and weddings and you know celebrations and baptisms and all that kind of fun stuff and new homes you know a lot of people will have you come to their house and um, but then you get to be part of their worst as well when you see them during grief you see them during um, just times of uh, just at their worst basically when they're giving in to their uh, weaknesses or their temptations and things like that so um I wanted to ask, what are what are some of your best things? What are your favorite things about being a minister in the community? Well, I think that <clears throat> you mentioned some of those. Just coming alongside and walking with people through the good times and the bad times. I think that, you know, um, there's a saying about you double your joy when you share it with somebody else, but you cut your grief in half when you share it with somebody else. And that's kind of how that is. As we were called to walk alongside people when they're having good, good things happen to them. And you want to be part, you want to rejoice with them. And then when things are bad, they need somebody that will walk along with them on that journey of grief. Uh, the most difficult part is you can experience that all in the same day. You can be with one family celebrating a birth and then, rush over to another family who's has somebody on, on in hospice, you know? And so that that's where the emotional roller coaster can kind of get to you. But uh, I just love being uh, able to come alongside people. I love being able to encourage people. Um, uh, you know, as in now that I'm in hospice, I love being able to encourage them and um, to give them something to laugh about, you know, uh, I tell jokes, you know, we, we just talk about different things and we laugh and it reminds them that you're still alive. You can still laugh. You can still enjoy your family. You can still enjoy today. And just that's all it's about really for all of us. Just enjoy the moment that you're in right now. We're so often focused on the future or what might be instead of just focus on the moment just right now. Just enjoy this moment because it'll never be this way again. This moment will never We'll never have that. And so being able to come alongside people, I think, is uh, something that I enjoy. So as a minister, you've also experienced <clears throat> loss and grief on your own. How do you deal with that when you're the minister? Yeah, it definitely is. It can be very difficult because <clears throat> people don't expect you to grieve the same way. They expect you to be this mighty man of faith and, oh, you're going to be fine. You have a lot of faith in God. But we're human and and we grieve we have the same questions the why questions uh the how could this happen to me and in fact it may be even worse because we're right. saying right how can this happen to me i've given up my life right. to serve god and to serve these people how can this horrible thing have happened to me loss of a child or loss of a, a brother or a parent whatever it may be and so it you know we we pile on um 
a lot of it is self-induced. We pile on this uh, unrealistic expectation that we shouldn't be struggling with that. And, and the truth is that we're human. We we have a right as a pastor, a minister, healthcare worker, all of us, mm-hmm. we have a right to express grief and take as long as we need to and process it just like anybody else, regardless of our faith. Whatever whatever faith you, you hold to, you have the right to express your doubts, your fears, your confusion. And I want to tell you, if your faith can't stand up to doubt, fear, and confusion, then maybe you need to look at the something else. <laughs> because, you know, when our faith is strong and, and, and has a firm foundation, then we can take our doubts and our fears, mm-hmm. our confusions to God and talk to Him. And He'll walk us through that, through His Word and through other believers will walk us through that. And so, yeah, it can be very difficult if you just have to learn how to how to process that grief. All of us have to learn how to process. Yeah. So I wanted to ask that just in case anybody doesn't know, what are the the grief process? I know there's five stages of grief and just can you briefly yeah, uh, tell us what they are Bar- and just a little bit about them. If I can remember them all, Bar- Barbara <laughs> Kearns are in uh, uh, is um, has a page called End of Life and Bereavement Care and uh, she and others have popularized the the five steps of grief, the anger, um, the denial, denial, um, bargaining, and then there's acceptance, and there's another one in there. But and then you can you can always go back and, and go through the whole thing again. Or you can go to denial and then anger, and then try bargaining with God or whoever, and then you go back to anger and denial. And so there's this there's this back and forth bouncing around. You, there's not these. We wish that there was these beautifully, you've okay, you've passed it now. Now we let's move on to anger. It doesn't work yeah. that way. Yeah. Because usually what happens is when we're told of of a great loss, first of all, we say, no, no, it, it can't, can't be. be. It's just, right. there's no way. I, there's no way she's dead. There's no way he's dead. And so we immediately, that's our first reaction. Then we get angry. How could somebody let this happen? What could we have done? Then there's a bargaining. Uh, then there's depression. Depression usually comes when we start blaming ourselves. I, I could have done something if I hadn't have done this, right. or if, if I, I could have if been I there. If I would have called him on the phone, and he wouldn't have been distracted for that one second, you know. And so we start to blame ourselves as if one tiny little thing would have made all the difference, and, and we can fall into depression, uh, depression of everything that we've lost in that person. And then the final ends of it are acceptance, and it's different for everybody. It can last months, it can last years. Everybody's on a different timetable. And then, you know, you can feel like you've accepted it, you've moved on, and then a smell or a song or something that mm-hmm. you see, all of a sudden the tears just start rolling and you right. just break into crying again. And that's that's normal Which is grief. okay, right. It's okay. Yeah, and that's I think that we grief. have a um, stigma over grief uh after a while like because i think about like the i guess it's like an english like grieving mourning period so you wear black for a year and then you can start wearing you know lighter colors and then you can wear you know whatever and it's almost like a way for them to say okay you have this long but then you need to be done with it and you need to start moving on which is kind of good but also it sort of is like putting a timeline that not everybody can follow right and so there's a stigma is if you still have a loss or you still cry over something that happened six years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, yeah. like there's a, it almost is like in a bad light, but really grief is good because our emotions are there for us in yeah, order to right. heal us. 
No, and they're and they're real emotions, you know. They're there's something that you have to process through in order to get to your next stage of life, you know, whatever that looks like. I love what you said about about doubt, because I think I think especially from the minister's side, right? A lot of a lot of church people find it surprising, right, that you wrestle through doubts with your faith sometimes. And I was just reminded we were we were watching yesterday, um, a Father Brown episode. Mm-hmm. And Father Brown, if you haven't seen it, it's it's based on the books from G.K. Chesterton. It's a famous theologian. And, you know, I love what what the 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 anarchist girl tells him and says, Father, do you ever wrestle with doubts of your faith? And so he kind of moves his glasses down and he says, Don't don't tell the archbishop anything, but I do. <laughs> and and her response is, Father, you surprise me. And, and I think for a lot of people, they may be surprised, right, that, a, that as a minister, as a pastor, we, we wrestle through those things, you wrestle through those things. But to me, that's almost, that's comforting that I'm not the only one, yeah. right? That as a, as a churchgoer, I can look at my pastor and say, you know, he, he wrestles through his faith. He has a real faith. It's a tested faith. It's a faith that's withstanded grief and you know depression and, and every stage that we all go through during that cycle. And to know that to to know that there's someone out there that also has gone through those things and has been tested through those things gives should give us all comfort, right? That we can also lean on each other during the hard times and we can get through those stages. And you've been very open about that too. Like as you leave your congregation, you've, you've said it from, uh, you know, the stage on Sunday mornings many times, you know, about, uh, how you're feeling and dealing with grief, dealing with loss or just dealing, you know, with different things. And so I think that it helps the community and that's why people they respond and then they feel like like sam able to say oh i can i can share this with somebody you know i felt bad about it but now i can i can say this so as a community even we can help each other just by just by experiencing those things out loud i guess or because i think if if we don't if when we don't express them right then that's when we elevate that's when we elevate ourselves right and we say well, he, he's never gone through this or she's never gone through this or they're immune to that as a minister, right? And then there's you can't you can't relate, you know. So going back to the Father Brown example, right? I'm surprised. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, he wrestles with it. You know, I can I can wrestle with it too. And that's you know, that that we've got to show people that we're we're human. We're all in this journey together. And, you know, the, the scriptures say, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's, you know, you're always processing. You're always on that journey of discovering not only ourselves, uh, you know, but just discovering more about our faith and obviously constantly discovering more about God in the good times, but also in the bad times. And I think I've, I've learned more about God in the difficult times than I have in, in you know, we love the blessings. I mean, we love the prosperity. We love, sure. you know, all the wonderful things. But it's when you discover that he's walking with you through the grief, that he weeps with you over the condition of humanity and the condition of our world and our culture. And when when you understand that he's walking with you in that journey, uh, sometimes he's silent. But I'm going to tell you that in, in, when somebody is grieving, sometimes the best thing you can do is don't say anything. Just go sit with them. And you guys have heard me say this. Those I have pet peeves when it comes to funerals. And people say the dumbest things. 
at uh, at funerals because they don't know what to say. They're trying to right. be comforting, but they don't know what to say, and they end up saying some really dumb things. And I've always told our church, listen, if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Just go and give them a hug and say, hey, I love you and praying for you. And that's it. And that means so much uh, more than anything else. And, you know, my own experience, we uh, lost a a baby uh, that was stillborn. It was the most difficult thing we had ever uh, gone through. And I remember holding uh, our little Abel, holding him in my arms, and he just, his lungs were underdeveloped. And who knows, nowadays with the technology and everything, they might have could have saved him, but back then they couldn't. And, uh, that was the most difficult thing. And I remember praying uh, that night when, when they we went home and I said, God, if I, if I ever needed to uh, see an angel or, or see some supernatural sign that you are real, I've got to see it now. You've got to do something. And so the next day, people from church came in and out and, uh, you know, coming by, dropping off flowers and different things. And there was one man who came uh, uh a black brother from Nigeria. He was a doctor. He came and sat in my living room, had a big smile and didn't hardly say a word. I mean, he would just talk, but it was very quiet. And I remember sitting in the living room and I was just pouring out my heart to him, you know, and uh, he finally left. He was there for a good long while. And that night I was praying and I was, I was telling God how disappointed I was in him because I had not seen an angel. I had not seen anything supernatural. And I said, Lord, you you didn't, you, I don't understand. He says, I did send an angel. He said, and that was Dr. Banador. I sent him to just sit with you and to smile and to love you and to listen to you. And, and that was me in him, you know, and I got it. And, and so I think that that is part of my journey. Uh, and that was a number of years ago now. Uh, that's you know, part of my journey into the hospice end of this, where just, I've realized just sitting with people at their, when they're really struggling at their worst, when they're losing a loved one, maybe the actual person that is dying has questions and doubts and fears, and you just show up and you love on them. You know, I get to sing them some songs on my guitar and we talk and that I want to be the, that presence of Jesus for them because at that moment, they need somebody just to hear them say dumb stuff, mm-hmm. to, to express their, their fears, you know, what's going to happen and what's going to happen to my family or their doubts. Is there really a heaven? You know, and just sometimes even strong Christians will say, is there really a heaven? I'm not sure, you know, at this point. And so, you know, and then you have people who are maybe not very strong in their faith who at that point want to be <laughs> And you can just sit there and give by your presence and calm words and your demeanor, just give them such an assurance that it gives them a sweet release that they're able to to have what we call a good death by just letting go, letting go of that stuff, letting go of the worries, and it's going to be okay. And I think that's, that is a, a beautiful thing to me. That is, there's a, there's a beauty in that that is hard to express. And uh, right now, you know, our country, really our world, is almost everybody you meet today, almost every person you meet is grieving mm-hmm. something that they have That's lost. Right. Oh, especially yeah. this year. This and year is the yeah. worst. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 has been hard and it's not over. 
Uh, we see wildfires burning on the West Coast. We've seen several hurricanes hitting the Gulf Coast. We see flooding up in the Northeast and, you know, tornadoes. And add to that the political unrest. Add to that the rioting, the looting, the burning, you know. People add to losing, that the yeah, pandemic. jobs. Yeah, p- the pandemic has now caused people to lose jobs, a shutdown of the economy. So there is a lot of loss. We, we're grieving the loss of how life used to be. And um, we were talking about earlier, even when somebody passes away, we can't even have a funeral like we used to where everybody right, would right. show up. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got to show you this. We've got to wear a mask. We can't hug. I really miss that. Just to hug somebody and say, I love you, you know, and I'm here for you. And not to be able to do that. And, you know, we've had funerals on Zoom or funerals on Facebook Live. And it's like, we miss all of that. We miss the job. We miss the routine of school. You know, our kids and the routine of the seasons. And so everybody that you come in contact today, everybody is grieving the loss of something. And that's why it's so important that we be kind. Because when somebody is honking at you and cussing at you because you did something wrong on the car or whatever and the cashier's upset or somebody in the line is upset it's because they're grieving and they're lashing out they don't may not even realize that they're grieving that loss and if we can understand that and give them grace and be kind and just you know don't 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 lash out just uh be kind. What are some ways that you can recognize grieving? You kind of said that we may not even realize that they're acting out of a grief, a place of grief. How can you recognize grief inside yourself where you can say, you know what, I'm I'm feeling this certain way or I'm really stuck here. I can't be creative. I can't get along. You know, I, I can't deal <laughs> right now. How can yeah. you recognize like, you know what, I may be dealing with grief and how how can we resolve that how can we deal with it when especially now we're we're not able to process it in the ways that we're traditionally used to well of course you know that right now there's a a increase in depression there's an increase of uh, suicides and people don't understand that we're we're all grieving and we're grieving together the loss of everything that we know the the world as we understood it and of course now there's this new the new normal and sometimes I kind of hate that word, but the truth is that's exactly what it is, yeah. that it's going to be a while before we get back to some semblance of the way right. things were. But if you see yourself lashing out more, maybe getting angry faster, you you know, it takes you seconds instead of minutes or hours <laughs> to get mad. Now it's just like, it's, it's almost instant because it's right on the surface, you know. Uh, people just get really frustrated quickly you're angry at the kids you're angry at your spouse and you know you're mad you're just mad at the world those those are all signs and symptoms that you're you're grieving the loss of something so so one of the the very first thing is give yourself permission to grieve that's the number one thing first of all acknowledging it when you bring something out of the light this is this is how secret sin is destroyed bringing it out into the light, confessing it to an accountability partner. The same thing with grief. When you bring it out and say, you know what? I lost my job. I lost this. We've had to move. We had to sell the house. we got to go do this. Kids aren't going to school. They've lost their routine. Yeah. When you stop and recognize, you know what? We're grieving and, we, and it's okay. It's okay to grieve. It's not okay to lash out, but it's okay to grieve. So once you acknowledge it, that's the first step. Once you acknowledge it, 
then you have to find ways okay how how do we adjust number one change your expectations after after you've acknowledged it then change your expectations of what you expect you can't expect the world to go back to normal tomorrow well i feel like that's why a lot of people miss it is because they're pushing it down and it's just eking out everywhere else (laughs) right right? so you're pushing down your grief and it's coming out in other places in your life and it's because your expectation of your life is not matching up with you know with the reality with the reality of the situation and so like you're experiencing that grief and it's managing your expectations or changing your perspective even manage your expectations of yourself, not mm-hmm. only of your kids and everybody around right, you, saying, but yourself. I should say, be able you know to perform what? this. Yes. I should be able to do this. My kids should be able to just listen to me. Yeah. Or, or you know, you're just making excuses with like, instead of dealing with the yeah. problem. Oh, yeah. And that's it. So so you've acknowledged that you're, you're experiencing some um, forms of grief. And then, of course, you know, bring it out into the open and then change your expectations. The third thing that I would recommend is uh, you've lost some routines, create some new ones, Mm -hmm. create some new ones, create some new memories, you know, just forget about, okay, the kids are not going to go to school like you thought they were, you know, the work has changed, everything has changed, find a way around it, create something new, make something fresh, start a new routine, you know, and if you have some morning routines, change them up incorporated into how the situation is now so those are the kind of things that will help as we all process grief even if you've lost a loved one give yourself permission to grieve recognize that it's going to be different now that Mm -hmm. that person is gone change your perspectives change your expectations and then take each day as it comes try not to look so far into the future you know don't don't worry about 2021 everybody's looking at 2021 oh it's better gotta be better than 2020 uh i saw a funny thing the other day i am not turning my clock back one hour on november 1st because i'm not going to give 2020 an extra hour yeah it's not taking one more hour of my life i'm not going to do that uh but you know just start creating some new routines and just we say this in hospital i know it sounds corny but it, it really is true and just take one day at a time you look at your schedule for the week or the month and it can be overwhelming don't worry about it jesus said just worry about today tomorrow's got enough trouble of its own just just get through the day do the best that you can today focus on what you need to get done today and that's that's how together you know showing compassion and grace to each other we're going to make it through this and we'll be stronger for it yeah, I mean, we definitely had some grief moments with our kids going going back to school, but not because we we chose for them to do a, a online public school, and so you know we have a whole classroom set up, and we just we we made sure we were set up for success, but it didn't mean that we didn't have we're still weren't going to have emotions, you know. And each one of the kids in and me and Sam have all <laughs> over the past two weeks just you know had terrible days and where and if i'm having my terrible day you know one of the kids is like oh i'm perfectly fine (laughs) so i'm like well you know we don't all have them on the same day um you know where and and, you know one of the kids will say i don't want to do this anymore i I don't like this i'm not gonna do that and we had to explain to them well here's what you know your your normal school it doesn't exist anymore like what you're grieving as school that doesn't even exist yeah 
Like it, it there's no going back to that yeah. anyways. Like even if we pulled you out of this and you went to face-to-face school, like it wouldn't look like what you want. So you have to understand that. And so we've all having to grieve that. And, and I have to grieve my own routine. I've, you know, by myself during the day or with Eliana with one kid now I have all four of them all day long 24 7 you know you're like okay when am I mom when am I a learning coach when am I you know none of the above you know and so it's kind of hard and like working on industrial whimsy or whatever it's like my the the time that I would work on it well it's not there anymore because my fifth grader needs me to do flashcards with him you know and now so it's like okay and i have to lower my expectations my level of productivity is going to go down and my sales are going to go down but you know but do i want to be here with the kids and so then i was like okay yes this is what i want with my family and we are going to remember this in a good way so so like today or last night i told them you know what don't set your alarms it doesn't matter when you start just go ahead and wake up naturally and we'll start our day we'll start our day whenever you know we all we all kind of get up and that way we don't feel like rushed and so today went a little bit better you know they were like okay you know and so i'm starting to say yeah well i'm starting to say okay look let's live up the benefits of school at home you know and we don't have to start at 8 a.m or 7 30 or whatever you know and and we can take they take breaks and we watch youtube funny youtube videos in the middle of the day or go get slushies you know and you know whatever and, and play outside on the swing so you know we we're just trying to I, I need to find the benefits and and find find the new <laughs> the find good the new about the new what's and, right. good about mm-hmm. the new stuff yeah, yeah. yeah and then on the flip side too you know i know um I was I was thinking about so we we all kind of took up a new hobby in 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 going to going to some of these state parks and doing hiking, um, and so we've been you know visiting Huntsville. We got another another state park plan here this weekend, and we're gonna go see alligators or I, I don't I don't even know what that's gonna look like, but. But I think, you know, part of that, part of that for me, you know, we, we, we were watching some YouTube videos, seeing some other people going out and doing it. And, uh, and through that, we got some of that inspiration to, Hey, let's just, let's go out. And, and for me, part, part of that too, was I, I remember, um, we had just finished doing our first recording that we put out and I was getting ready to, to record down a second track. And I remember I was just gung ho doing it. And I remember I, I showed it to Esther and she's like, I really don't like this. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, put, I poured out my, my guts and my, like everything in this. And, and she's like, I really don't like this. And I tried, I tried again and it just wasn't sounding the way I wanted to. And so I, I mean, really since I, don't, I really haven't touched the piano other than other than, you know, kind of getting ready for Sunday mornings or whatever, but I really hadn't touched anything on the piano for months. Or trying to record it. Or trying to record anything. I haven't gone there um, until probably maybe a couple days ago, just really just playing on it and kind of having the creativity behind it. But I think, you know, going hiking, getting out of the routine and starting something new, Mm. doing those new things will bring about new inspiration for those elements in our lives that we really enjoy, that we really love, that we want to express ourselves in different ways because grieving also stifles the creativity, you know? And and I think when you look around, you're like, I can't, I can't produce something. I'm not inspired. I don't have 
Um, I don't have that routine that I felt I relied on for inspiration and now things are different and I can't can't do anything about it, then I got to do something new. Yeah, we even yeah. moved your piano. It used to be here in the living room and we had to basically flip our house upside down in order to get the kid's classroom up there. So his piano is in the craft room, which is now his home office. <laughs> and then trying so, to, yeah. try to separate office from so, music. And yeah, music. so it's not just sort of instantly accessible either all the time. So it, it's definitely been interesting. Well, I think you hit on something, you know, that I'm um, talking about new routines, but uh, talking about grief and everything, self-care is so important. And as we are grieving the loss of all these different things, making sure that we spend time for us, you know, you're saying, you don't know if you're a uh, business Esther or mom <laughs> yeah. or, or school coach, or whoever, yeah. you know, and you have to, phys- you know, you have to be intentional about carving out time for you and it may mean finding a new hobby because everything has shifted and so now what you used to do as a hobby is just not it's just not there right. and i was thinking about when when harvey hit and we were in somebody else's um trailer <laughs> during yeah, the storm yeah, yeah. and we felt so helpless i felt helpless you know couldn't do anything could not we, all we could do is wait for the rain to stop and it just lasted for a whole day so we got out our Bibles and got out the coloring pencils and we started journaling, really, you know, just drawing in our Bibles. And I drew so many of them. And uh, and I have good memories of that. And I loved looking at the pictures. I tried to go back and do that now that Harvey's gone. And it just, there's no, I can't, I can't yeah. get into it. Yeah. yeah, it's not there. Yeah. But I've done woodworking and I've done, you know, carving on my walking stick and things like that. So you have to find a different thing sometimes. The hobby that you used to find joy in, maybe you have to find something else. Uh, so work at self-care is so important because you have to have time for you. And if you can take care of you, then just like the airplane, when the masks fall down, put it on yourself first and then on your kid. Yeah. Because you're useless. If you if you fall out because you didn't have the oxygen on, then you can't even help your kid. So you have to take care of yourself yeah, first. And I think right now when you, you speak about like taking care of your kids, I think, you know, as us, as a family, as we go on these hiking trips, sometimes there's a little bit of that pushback, right, from them. And... And I hope and I pray that that in years down the road, they look back and they they have those memories and they know that, hey, you know, mom and dad were taking care of us and they were trying to give us new perspectives and new places for creativity. And because right now we walk down and they're like, I oh, mean, it's hot or oh, man, it's well, we boring. We did start or, during the summer, we which is a really summertime. bad time to start <laughs> yeah. your walking yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, there's, you know, I'm, I, I'm praying that it sticks, right? Yeah. That that they, they have seen us kind of go through the process of how to grieve, how to start new things, how to be inspired by those new things so that they too can replicate that in their lives as they go along. Because they may not get it right now, right? But... Hopefully in the in, in the yeah. future, right? As they as they grow up to be, you know, adults, they're able to say, Okay, I I, I know how to work through this because I've seen others do it. Right. You know, talking about creativity, some of the most beautiful works of art, some of the most beautiful, endearing music that we love and know, some of the most lovable songs that we all know were birthed out of grief, birthed out of adversity. Yeah. And so they're there's a beauty that can only come out like the 
journaling that we did can only come can come out through grief through loss and so look for that you know when when you're grieving the loss of your job or the loss of whatever the routine whatever we're grieving we're all grieving different areas look for that 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 hope that i want to say the silver lining look for that silver lining because it's there it's there. there's hope the hope's and, there and something beautiful will come of it you may not can see it right now because you're in the midst of it but we're here we're enjoying this day we're enjoying coffee and some sweet bread we're enjoying family time we're talking you know we're making memories enjoy this day and enjoy the moment with your family and whoever you have around you your friends you know do what you can take care of yourself and let that birth something new inside of you because it will develop a level of character in you that cannot be developed in any other way. Mm-hmm. Got anything? No, I was just thinking about like self-care and I don't know, allowing yourself time to like, you know, it's not a grief isn't a race, you know, you're not trying no, to right, get to acceptance. Right. It's almost like acceptance happens after you've experienced everything else. Yeah. So it's like, it's not something you can try and achieve and climb to and, and like work your way to. Right. Yeah, like let's hurry up this uh, to, denial part. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be. You it's know? like, I deny this, I accept this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I declare true. acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> I have made it. That's you put true. a flag there, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Self-care can be like simple stuff. Too. It can be like having a cup of coffee, you know, coffee, boiling root beer. I don't know if you have like a favorite, <laughs> right, favorite right. food or drink, you know, some just something that, yeah, Queens barbecue, a po' boy oh, yeah. from there, you know, just something you've experienced, something that's attainable, something yeah. that's easy and simple. The simple pleasures, the simple right. pleasures. You have a memory attached to it's just 100% goodness. And then you can help yourself experience that again just by reaching out to that thing, you know, and, and in I'm, a healthy way. And I'm guilty of that <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I'm a very task oriented person and I have visits scheduled as a hospice chaplain and I try to get them done, you know, and I try to get over there. And uh, sometimes I rush through whatever town I'm in. And so I, I purposefully have stopped. For example, when I have, go to Galveston, I'm going to go to Queens Barbecue and I'm going to sit on the beach. And I'm going to enjoy a delicious barbecue sandwich and watch the waves roll right. down. You know, if I'm in Baytown, I may stop at Dickie's Barbecue. Probably going to stop at Bucky's, fill up, <laughs> get me some snacks for the road. Right. And just I'm purposefully making those decisions to why am I rushing? Why, you know, I know I, I'm going to get to see them and I'll take my time when I'm there. But I can also enjoy the journey. And that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. The self-care is enjoying the journey and finding those small pleasures like you know and maybe the, buying a bottle of mexican coke Woo! you know those little, little things that <laughs> right. we don't normally and, do go ahead treat yourself you know and I, and I think and i think they're you know also like like knowing like like not feeling guilty about that mm. right because i think sometimes you do it and you're just like oh i feel bad that i've done it right that i've you know gone you know and had got Chick-fil-A my in had chick-fil-a in the morning <laughs> that's right <laughs> but but i think i think for me you know like starting you know there's some routines that that i absolutely love i love i love to get breakfast in the morning and so you know i i will stop or if i got some extra chick-fil-a points you know i'll go and get myself something um but you know i i had a uh, a brother-in-law i really love give me a v60 uh, coffee brewer and so I, I now have that in my office and so that's one of my new routines in my office that I will right. make myself a cup of coffee and I love it when people walk by 
and they go, oh my God, what is that smell? <laughs> and I say, and say don't come in six don't feet come away. In. That's my coffee. <laughs> That's my coffee or, they, or people walk in, they're like, what kind of setup do you have there? Oh, this is a V60. <laughs> this is better than that coffee that we have in the break room. This is holy coffee. <laughs> the Lord's this is coffee. the Lord's coffee. coffee. Lord's coffee. <laughs> but, 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 I, but, but I love the routine. I mean, I'm there two days a week and if it's Chick-fil-A or I bring breakfast with me from the home, you know, I know that I'll have a little bit of breakfast, I have my cup of coffee, and that's and that's that's my time. You know, I'll I'll be able to read, you know, I'll read my Bible, read some verses, and I can I can get my day going. Is that something that I traditionally would would do? Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't have the the coffee set up, but it's a new thing. It's something mm. that I'm doing differently and kind of you know treating myself, I guess, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And that's what self care is. Yeah. It's taking the time to say I need to be okay. I need to get kind of back myself, get myself back together and kind of adjust my perspective. And then when you find that joy in those simple things, then it overflows to those around you. You know, all of a sudden you're nicer to the guy who cut you off. You know, you're nicer <laughs> you to that person. Yeah, you don't care yeah. as much anymore. Yeah. So there is a popular saying that um, the most beautiful people are the ones that have gone through the hardest of times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would think that, man, as a hospice chaplain, you must just be so sad or you you must be oh, just so depressed all the time. You're always with people who are, you know, dying. Isn't that just so depressing and sad? And, you know, um, and from what I've seen, of course, is that it's almost has the opposite effect mm. that you almost become to you you want to enjoy life more you want to you know you appreciate more right. you you want your family around more then you your perspective begins to change and so i think that as a community if we're all going through grief and we're all seeing grief in each other and we're all dealing with it then if we shift our perspective and begin to appreciate life even more because you know that this is a natural part of life that death that the loss of things that the end of things is a natural part of life Mm -hmm. and yes it happens and there's nothing we can do about it then all that we can do is appreciate what we have and live Mm -hmm. and find joy (laughs) and find beauty and go for it and do the things that you want to do and you know live and have fun and laugh you know and laugh now like Mm -hmm. i see a lot of people on social media hey you know they'll tag their friends when all this is over let's go do this hey when all this is over let's Mm -hmm. blah 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 and and it's sort of a sad thing because people are waiting Right, for it to be over. To, <laughs> to, to be laugh, over. waiting, right. waiting, waiting to, laugh. to to appreciate one another, waiting, you know, to be there for one another. I know it might not look the same, but you can still be there for one another. You can still laugh with one another, start to FaceTime people, start to call people that you yeah. haven't called in years, you know, like hear their voices. And that makes such a difference. And you won't realize it until you start doing that. So I think that we're going to end up with a generation full of really beautiful people uh, who know how to have a good death, like we, what you said. You have a good death, you know, and this is kind of a collective thing that we're going through. And honestly, you know, there for some of the things that we have lost throughout this process, for some, it probably was a good thing. They probably needed to get a different job. They probably needed a different routine. Maybe they probably needed to homeschool their kids. I mean, some of the things 
we ought to we'll look back and go you know that was a, that was probably the best thing that ever happened right, was right. that i lost that job because i and ended up in a better place it right. forced mm-hmm. me it made me get out of my comfort zone and so we have to look at that but i i think that i agree with that saying that some of the most beautiful people are the ones who have suffered a loss and, and a lot of grief because they end up appreciating what they have left mm-hmm. all this is gone but when you stop and say but what do I have left? Yeah. Well, I still have this and I still have this and and now I appreciate this day more and I appreciate, you know, and you start really enjoying that. And as, as far as your comment, you know, I do weep with those who have lost a loved one as a chaplain, but I've also had some of the most beautiful uh, experiences as a chaplain uh, uh, to be able to be with a family. I remember a precious lady was passing and I showed up got my guitar out, we were singing Amazing Grace, and right in the middle of the song, you know, some of the kids were there, older adults, children, as we're singing about halfway through the song, she passed very peacefully. And it was a very beautiful end, and I was able to be there. And then about a, a year later on the anniversary of that person's passing, one of the children called me, and, and you know, she said how much it meant that I got there right before she passed and that we were able to sing Amazing Grace. And and to commemorate that moment, I sang her Amazing Grace over the phone. We sang it together in memory of what happened that day. And that was just such a beautiful, to be able to have been part of that mm-hmm. uh, was so beautiful and so wonderful. And I've had other experiences. Really, it's similar an honor. To that. It's to an honor. It's a, it's a very people, yeah. huge yeah. privilege to be with them and almost become part of their family at that time. But I want to, uh, I wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts and I had one I like lady. This one. Yeah, one, I had one of, uh, one of our clients said, um, I like your Hawaiian shirt. It's so colorful and so bright. And I laughed and I said, well, the truth is when I first started chaplaincy, I was wearing a lot of black. And uh, I realized that probably people don't want the chaplain to show up ready to pronounce last rites and <laughs> the big brass cross in his hand like, and I'm ready. kind of do a sign over them and you know and i thought I, I need to be more cheerful and just be who i am i'm you know and so i started wearing hawaiian shirts and and i can't tell you how many times people who are on hospice have said to me i love your shirt it's so bright and cheerful and so it <laughs> opens up a whole world of conversation with them and it makes them realize i can enjoy this moment and that's what it's about. Enjoy this moment. Wear the yeah. Hawaiian shirt. So usually we end the podcast with talking about anything that we've got going on, like creative things that we've got going on. I don't think that we have too much uh, happening. Whittling. The podcast doesn't know you're whittling. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, and that's also, pa- you know, Pastor Dan, he's a... Uh, He's a sorts of a renaissance man, I feel like he can Oh my gosh. He, he plays yes. music, he woodworks, he does I mean anything, He just he just uh, renovated t- a a room in the house for your music studio yeah, so you can fun. do your live recordings on Wednesday nights and that is really cool. The, oh, the and room I, looks I hung great. the guitars up on the wall yeah. on a piece yeah. of uh, We'll post some pictures too. I'll get I don't some know pictures if you heard of the me, room. But I, I had a, some wood left over and 
made a couple of giant guitar picks that we're going to hang on the well, side. So cool. I know, right? I'm telling you, everything he touches is like gold. I feel like we hit a creativity <laughs> jackpot in mom and dad. I mean, we they are both absolutely like off the charts creative. Like if you've, if you know me and my brothers and sisters like we're creative but it all comes from <laughs> from this like wellspring of creativity i mean so my dad is teaching me to whittle because once we started walking you know you needed a walking stick and he's like well you can't just have a walking stick you got to whittle you know yeah. 2000 uh, 2020 on it and you got to put a little this and that so i, I mean i've definitely had some band-aids and i've always <laughs> wanted to whittle um i my goal is to make like a little bird a little wooden bird you know or a spoon also those are my first two goals uh so um i did manage to carve 2020 into my walking stick and yeah, oh, only took a couple good. of band-aids and, <laughs> you know, and some some struggle but that's i've i'm definitely trying to redirect my creativity and give myself very small goals uh, when it comes to industrial whimsy um just kind of saying okay you just focus on one batch you know of things I'm not doing any in-person stuff this year which has been very hard even though people want to just get back and mm-hmm. some places are going full force and they're asking me to participate and I'm just like you know what I just don't feel like it's right for me yeah. and it's hard because I'm thinking but I can make money yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. you know but it's like you know what money money is not the end all be all you know I, I need to be able to be all there for my for my kids and my family too so especially now with them being here all day but so not too much creativity i have been writing more though during all this so i have been journaling and trying to write and get some things out i signed myself up for a writing workshop which i've never done so uh, that's for next Tuesday. While the kids are doing their live lessons, I'm going to do a live lesson. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. You know, like I, I definitely feel like um, I remember telling you, Dad, whenever we were going to release that that uh, that song, that single. And it was like, what, May or something. Uh-huh. And I said, I think we're just trying to do something to scare us and remind ourselves that we're alive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. we're alive and we're going to do something scary <laughs> and big, something. you know, like, and so I think that's what I'm also, I'm still trying to do. Okay. I may not be able to do that other stuff, but I'm going to do this scary thing and I'm going to, you know, try to, <laughs> try to do something else. So whittling is also that one. <laughs> yeah. I could cut my finger, but I'm going to do it anyway. anyway. You know, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see gators this weekend. So yeah, I'm going to yeah, be alive. Got, Maybe. Yeah, Maybe we'll see oh man. Yeah. But we don't want them to see us. They don't want to, yeah. yeah, we don't want them to see us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I have anything myself going on, you know, as far as like creativity, you know, yeah. but it's, it's almost like, um, you know, the, the walking, the hiking has allowed me like, like not to focus on the creativity, but really to focus on something that I get to observe, I get to look at. There's not, there's not, there's not a whole lot of like processing right. going on other than, Okay, did I did you I don't hit? have to produce anything? Right, I don't have to produce anything. Yeah. You know, and you it's get to enjoy but, it all. <laughs> but at the end, it's um, there's there's satisfaction at the end mm-hmm. of it because I get to it and I'm like, hey, we we almost did four miles today, and we and we saw this and we went here and we had a good time and there's there's a there's an achievement. I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm very much an achievement driven type person. <laughs> so when I can finish something and say, hey, I did this, I had this goal, and we completed it. I feel I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. So I feel like that's kind of helped me out, even though we weren't able to kind of record that that second song that we wanted. You know, I feel like 
hey, there's other things I'm checking off that I've been wanting to do. And that's been very helpful for me. So I think it's it's just a different it's a different hobby that yeah, still is sure. uh, goal oriented. There's still a, a, a checkbox at the end of it. That's been really mm-hmm. good. Dave? So I haven't been doing more creative stuff. I've just been doing more in, like gaming and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, which I haven't done in a long time, but since my birthday, I got a little game gift card thing from Danny. And so I downloaded two games, like Luigi's Mansion, I think, is yeah, a little puzzle game. Yeah. I love puzzle games, kind of like that. And um, Overwatch. I got Overwatch. It's like a first person shooter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a team based, you're shooting guys and you got to <laughs> capture objectives and things like that. And I haven't played one of those games in forever. Right. And I love those types of games. So actually sitting down and just enjoying It's kind of like the same mm. thing where you're not having to produce yeah, anything. Not you're not having to work. You just get to enjoy it and yeah. have fun. And I've also doubled down on my puzzles. We've been doing crosswords. I've been doing crosswords with dad pretty right. much almost every week. And then uh, I've been doing crosswords on the app. And I've been doing a lot of Sudoku. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so you're just training your brain. I just Yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing lately. Cool. Dad, what do you got? Besides uh, all your other projects you're working on. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> so you just did I your just room. just did the yeah. music room and uh, still got to finish some details to make it look nice. Uh, but you're we did, on... we did the carving thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I journal in the mornings and I'm working on something for uh, like a devotional, a one-year devotional that I'm working on. So on, if you follow me on Facebook, I do the verse of the day and I do a little devotional every morning. That's kind of what that's going to look like. So I'm excited about that. Um, and there's some other, a few other things that I got up my sleeve. In the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's always back, cooking something up. Of your mind. Yeah. Cooking I have a up. Pinterest board that's like a secret Pinterest board. <laughs> and one time I was telling mom something. Oh, I, I found it on Pinterest. I, I saved it somewhere. She's like, well, add me to that board so I can see. I was like, no. That's all my that's, that's all my hopes and dreams yeah. in there. All, all the things, the future, you know, those are the, the in the back, you know, what's in the back of my head. You know, I need to think about that, you know, that kind I of like, stuff. But, I like yeah. quoting that Marcus Aurelius in Gladiator, where he's like, I could tell you of Rome, but it's still too fragile. It's just oh, a whisper yeah, yeah. would break it. Like it's the Rome that I yes, envision. Yes. So I can't I can't share that with you just yeah. yet. It's yeah. not ready. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But we'll put we'll put a link to your uh, Facebook page. Yeah, um, sure. Your your devotionals have been fantastic, mm-hmm. really Thanks. encouraging. I think they're great. So I think you know anyone who's listening to the podcast, if you're looking for something to follow on a daily basis, um, this would be really great to be encouraged by for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Enjoyed it. You didn't even cry, Dave. I'm the only one I love, apparently. I didn't, I didn't cry. <laughs> okay, I teared up. I teared up, up, but I was like, get back in there. Get back in there. Yeah, I saw Instagram. <laughs>